Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today's guest is a business analyst in the biotech industry. Welcome to the show, Karen Kingston! <laughs> Welcome. We are so glad to have you back on the show. You're a highlight love, for us. Love to have you on. Love to have your brain on. Um, for people who don't know, Karen's one of the best data analysts, researchers. She can like dig through a pile of needles and find the exact one that matters at this moment, whatever the situation is, which is really handy because there's some complicated mm-hmm. stuff going on and things get lost in the sauce when it comes to legal jargon and, and, and so forth. You've got a way of breaking through that and being like, this is fluff. This is what you need to know. And, and glad to have you on here to talk about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was great seeing you guys at Clay Clark's event as well. And uh, as you know, it, it just broke uh, last week or a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, the new World Health Organization Treaty uh, for amendments to the International Health Regulation Act that was passed in 2005. So I thought, let's cover that in some yes. detail so people understand the ramifications of it um, and, and understand how it actually correlates to what this country was just put through over the last two years regarding COVID-19. So, right. Huge. I'm uh, so glad you're going to cover that today. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to try to condense it, but we can come back and, and talk some more. And if people have specific questions, uh, let me know, and you know I can address those next time we, um, uh, we connect again. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to uh, point out was that on February 14th in 2017, Anthony Fauci had actually predict, had stated, declared uh, at a university talk that there is no question that there will be a challenge in the coming administration in the arena of chronic infectious diseases, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. Uh, for those that think infectious diseases are gone, there are so many people who have made foolhardy statements. So he actually should have been terminated for his job right then and there. 65% of his uh, salary comes from the DOD for biodefense. So well, he was declaring he's about to epically fail at his job. Plus, the that's the worst is- message ever somebody could put out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, no. Like, no, like, no, like no. it just shows he's not that smart. <laughs> no. Yeah, on Valentine's Day. But what's more important, too, is that he's saying people who say that uh, infectious diseases are over are foolhardy. Um, the truth is actually um, with cur- like old medical uh, pharmaceutical products that have now gone generic, as well as living healthier lifestyles, for the most part, infectious disease has been eradicated. The way that a virus jumps from an animal to a human or other species to a human is in the labs that Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins fund throughout the United States and around the globe Mm -hmm. to make chimeric, which means multi-species, gain of function, which means weaponized. So they make multi-species weaponized viruses. So that's how this is done. So I just want to let everyone know that there was a warning given, and there's another warning that's coming up related to the the, the WHO treaty. So the next slide, um, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is just Yuval Noah Harari. You know, and his mission is to make sure that everyone is injected. And um, there is the patent that was filed by Gail Elric, uh, you know, both the United States and Israel uh, and around the globe that explains that all COVID-19 vaccines under the World Health Organization include uh, artificial intelligence technology that allows you to be connected to others as well as up to a server, as well as that server to be connected down to an app. And it's called a Theranostic. So the World Health Organization vaccines, if you if you go to their website, all of them that are listed, and I have a patent on this as well, uh, include this technology to be injected into humans uh, so that 
you can uh, both receive and send information to a database regarding your biological and emotional and psychological activity, mm -hmm. as well as receive information. So this is, we're in very dangerous territory. Yes. And so the other thing I talked about at Clay Clark's event is that the last two years, we were basically given a test, a test whether or not Americans were going to stand up and fight for our constitutional rights, our inalienable God-given rights. Mm -hmm. And as, as I said at the event, and I'm sorry, we epically failed at this test. But we failed because they used um, psychological and social behavioral insights to terrorize Americans into giving up their sovereignty. So there's actually a study that goes across over 30 nations, 180 communities over decades of research from both um, democracies similar to the United States to authoritarian governments. And we're going to go through that and how they use that data to ensure that Americans would give up their rights. Uh, and so we need to really reground ourselves in the belief that we are given inalienable God-given rights, yep. uh, that our sovereignty comes from God. Again, God is not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Our power, mm -hmm. our authority comes from God, our compassion and love for one another to be able to take care of ourselves, our families, and our communities, that comes from God. And our intelligence and our wisdom comes from God. Yep. I rebuke what uh, Tesla, sorry, Elon Musk has said, saying AI rivals the intelligence of any man and that of God. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Okay. Yes. There is no, there is no one more powerful, um, more all-knowing than God. He is omniscient and he is omnipotent. He is everywhere. He's the Alpha and the Omega. We really need to reground ourselves yeah. as Christian in mm -hmm. those beliefs. Amen. Because we're about to go through another test. So this was originally brought forth by um, Peter, Dr. Peter Brigan, and I went just to the. Um, World Health Organization, I think this is the Geneva uh, website, to show you, if you go back to the prior slide, um, what it is is um, uh, 193 nations uh, collaborating to uh, strengthen their preparedness response to another health emergency. It's not exactly what you think it is. It's not going to be what COVID-19 was. They're not going to say there's a global pandemic. Uh, this was presented in January, and you can see it was presented by Lloyd Pace from the United States Health and Human Services, who reports to Xavier Becerra at HHS. Both Lloyd Pace and Becerra, as well as Biden, um, in my opinion, should be taken into custody by the U.S. military as we go through this. This is nothing short of treason. They're handing over the sovereignty of the United States. So going to the next slide, um, I, I pulled this from Dr. Peter Bregan's website. I, am, I, I know the original documents are out there and I will find them for you. But as you can see, uh, it is a proposal for amendments to the International Health Regulations from 2005. Um, and it's, it says it's going to be enforced across all states. When they use the term states here, they don't mean the United States. They mean all 193 nations and then including all the states within the United States. So if you go on to the next slide, and this, 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 this just became public April 12th of 2022, even though it was submitted to Geneva in January, January 24th. So, and it's supposed to be passed uh, on March, between March 22nd and March 28th. Uh, so go on to the next slide. Mm. What I wanted to point out here, preparation for amendments to the international health regulations, uh, is that uh, the Director General of the World Health Organization presents his compliments to state parties, the IHR, in honor to transmit the text of the proposed amendments received from the United States pursuant to the IHR policy that was put in place, the Act of 2005. Um, so, and, and basically I think this says we had 44 months to make, um, changes to it, but that time just lapsed. If you go on to the next slide, 
What's important here is, oh yeah, this is what I'm saying, that there was a four-month period mm-hmm. to provide amendments, but this was never put in front of the American people. It was never put in front of Congress to review. And I don't, we don't have a lot of time to go through this, so I just want to say one of the things that's in here, and I don't have the slide to show you, but uh, on under Article 5 called Surveillance, it says that the World Health Organization will develop early warning criteria for assessing and progressively updating national, regional, or global risk posed by an event of unknown causes or sources and shall convey the risk assessment to state parties. That means international parties in accordance uh, with Articles 11 and 45 of the IHR where appropriate. The risk assessment shall indicate, based on best available knowledge, the level of risk potential spread of risk and potential serious public health impact based on an assessed infectiousness and severity of illness. What this means is what Bill Gates has been saying. Maybe only one or two people get sick with the Nipah virus or Ebola virus or a new strain of flu. And what Bill Gates is saying is it's important to then lock down that community when there's two infections to prevent another pandemic from happening. And I'm going to show you the data from the World Health Organization website. I'm just going to show one other important that you should read this whole document. I'll send you guys the link under Section nine. It states that the World Health Organization may take into account reports from other sources, notifications or consultations um, regarding epidemiological principles. So, you know, the the RO factor, how fastly fast it will infect other people, the the, um, case fatality rate, and then communicate that information on the event to the state party whose territory the alleged event happened in. Now they deleted before taking any action based on subject on such reports, who shall consult with an attempt to obtain verification from the state party in the territory where this alleged outbreak happened. They delete, they don't need to verify anything. Mm-hmm. They're saying someone could say, look, we have an Ebola outbreak. And they're saying, well, send us the genetic sequences, send us the blood work. They deleted verification. Wow, that yes, is this unbelievable. Is, this is, and so to so go on to the next slide, because this is where we are. Um, oh, go back. Go back. Go back. Um, this is. Oh, OK. Within 24 hours of receiving the information. Yeah, please go back. Because this is this is very important. Um, pursuant to foreign paragraph, each state party, when requested by who shall provide 24 hours. That's not what I wanted to show you guys. I'm sorry, did not send you the right slide. Anyway, on page, it's under section article 11. And, and we'll include guys, we'll include all these yep. documents that you're referencing so, in this text okay, message so, uh, on the screen. Real quick, Karen, if people text us at 40509, the word who, W-H-O, we'll include a list mm-hmm. of senators that you could call, a lot of action items, a script, and all the documents that she's referencing today, as well as the actual treaty itself. Mm-hmm. So I just want to mention Article 11. It's really important. So if um, if the World Health Organization determines that there's a public health emergency that could be an international risk, so another mm-hmm. pandemic, um, that they can then institute control measures against the international spread, uh, or say there's ev- or so there's evidence that the control measures against the international spread are unlikely to succeed because of the nature of the contamination. So let's say they make up that there's airborne Ebola. Um, so if there's evidence of that, the disease agent or vector or reservoir, the reservoir could be like children, you know, for example. And there's, there's evidence that the state party, so let's say the United States, 
lack sufficient operational capacity to carry out necessary measures to prevent further spread or disease. What they're saying is like, let's say our police are unwilling to force lockdowns. Let's say our military is. Then another third party where this outbreak did not occur can then offer services to the World Health Organization to not just send in medical help, but also policing help. Wow. So China could volunteer the People's Liberation Army come into the United States to make sure a small outbreak of a, of a flu or a new virus does not spread around the nation. It's an invitation to inv invade our country. Uh, they also waive aviation law, maritime law, and world uh, trade organization laws to, you know, not uh, prohibit the ability mm -hmm. to provide resources here, even if those resources are foreign military. So yeah. that's what's absolutely, um, it's treason. We need I don't to know. Understand. Yep. Yeah, it's treason. And I want to show people that this is real. So let's go on the next slide real quick, because I, I, I want to show you that this is currently happening. I, I know this, this is going to be passed, I believe, at the end of this month. But if you just... Clayton, want to pull up a couple slides. Um, this is, I went to the World Health Organization website, go on to the next slide. You can see they're tracking all over the globe, COVID-19 outbreaks. Go on to the next slide. In the United States, they associated a measles outbreak, a COVID-19 breakthrough, uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome, and other diseases within the United States. And so we're on their radar. They're saying these are moderate mm -hmm. cases. Then this is also the disease outbreak news, the DONS, which goes into the International Health Regulation, the IHR, for this document. And if you, I'm, I'm going to go into the Colorado case, which is four, slide, four, four down, so on to the next slide. So this has been reported. Oh, it's not there. Go back. Go back. Go back. Something skipped. Here, this slide, what this, on April 29th, uh, the, it was reported to the a IHR and WHO that on April 29th uh, in the United States, there was a laboratory confirmed case of a new avian, avian influenza in a male from Colorado State. Now, if they determine this is highly deadly and contagious, mm. the World Health Organization can then provide orders as to how that should be quarantined in Colorado. And, and that, that web, you can go to that website. I just showed you an example from Colorado, but they're doing this across all nations around the globe, you know. And just to be clear, uh, <sighs> Ebola is not airborne. I've got Fauci saying from C-SPAN in 2014 is not airborne. It's, it, it is impossible, even when you're symptomatic at eight to 10 days, you're, you cannot infect other people. You can only infect other people if you are actually in contact with the blood, with diarrhea, with vomiting. That's how it's transmitted. Um, this, and this I have a document after document with them trying to aerosol Ebola. So my, my main message here is that if there is an outbreak, even if it is something terrifying like Ebola, even if it attacks a school, it is not airborne. Do not be afraid. Be mm -hmm. outraged because it is a bioweapon attack by an enemy of America. It is not infectious. It cannot be spread easily. Do not be afraid. Be outraged. And this is treason. This is international and domestic terrorism. This is surrendering the United States over to a global mm -hmm. government and inviting enemy military into our country. Man, Karen, you got a lot of information out there in 15 minutes. Thank you, you so much. You got a supercomputer for a brain.
Unbelievable. You can get the information that Karen was just talking about by texting 40509. Text the word who, W-H-O, to 40509. Karen, thank you so much for your time. And like David said, your supercomputer mind. It's unbelievable. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.